0: Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're in chapter 7. Chapter 7 begins with the title, Judging Others. This can also be found in part in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 6. It says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to the swine. If you do, they may trample them under feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. So like I said last time, these are the words of Jesus. And so it's not as if I or anyone else can add to the words of Jesus. But here he is talking about judgment and looking towards ourselves and the things we need to work on in ourselves before we judge and look at the things that need to be fixed in others. And then at the end of that part, not Casting our pearls to the swine, not giving our treasures the treasure of our time or the treasure of the word of God to someone who doesn't receive it, doesn't ask for it, doesn't want it in their life. It says that it is something that they would trample underfoot and not value. Now, the next part of the chapter is also Jesus speaking. It is entitled, Ask, Seek, and Knock. And again, this part can be found in the Gospel of Luke. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So I think that's worth repeating when Jesus says, This is what sums up the law and what the prophets have been saying. He says, In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Picking up in verse 13, it's entitled, The Narrow and Wide Gates. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So broad is the path that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to life. Picking up in verse 15, it says a tree and its fruit. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but bad trees bear bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly. I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. So here Jesus is warning us that people who perform signs and wonders, even if it's in his name, does not necessarily mean they're being led by the Spirit of God and have a relationship with God our Father. Now picking up in verse 24, it is entitled The Wise and Foolish Builders. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose. And the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority and not as one of the teachers of the law. Now, picking up in chapter 8, it is entitled, The Man with Leprosy. And these are the words of Matthew, and then intermingled will have the words of Red, in which Jesus spoke. When he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. Jesus said, I am willing, be clean. Immediately he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So the man was recognizing what the Lord could do. He didn't tell him to do it. He just simply recognized that Jesus could if he were willing. And Jesus, of course, said, I am willing. Be clean. Now, the faith of the centurion in verse 5. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. A centurion is a Roman soldier in charge of a hundred men. That's why it begins with the word sent c-e-n-t and he says lord my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering jesus said to him i will go and heal him the centurion replied lord i do not deserve to have you come under my roof but just say the word and my servant will be healed for i myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me i tell this one go and he goes I tell that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Now, picking up in verse 14, this section is entitled Jesus Heals Many, and it can also be found in the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Luke. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law And that's in Isaiah chapter 53. Now picking up in verse 18, it is entitled, The Cost of Following Jesus. This can also be found in the Gospel of Luke. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, let me go and bury my father first. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own. Now, picking up in verse 23, Jesus calms the storm. It says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. And this can also be found in the gospel of Mark and the gospel of Luke. It says, without warning, a furious storm came upon the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves. And it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now moving on to verse 28, it is entitled, The Healing of Two Demon-Possessed Men. It can also be found in the Gospel of Luke. When he arrived at the other side of the region, two demon-possessed men coming from the tombs met him. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? they shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? So what's interesting about that statement is the demons immediately recognized Jesus and specifically who he was. And they called out to him, What do you want with us, son of God? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, If you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into town, and reported all this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. Now, isn't that interesting? Jesus heals these men who have demons that recognize who Jesus is, heals the men, and then the people ask him to go. So even the demons knew who he was. And at this point, these people did not. And that ends chapter 8. We will pick up next time in Matthew chapter 9.